You're listening to Toronto's number one real estate podcast, powered by Watson Estates. The most successful local real estate investing starts right here, right now. Here's your host, broker, investor, and social media influencer, Bradley Watson. Hey, investors, Bradley here from Watson Estates, and you're listening to the largest, fastest growing podcast for Toronto real estate on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. We like to keep up to date with what's going on in the news, and there's a tremendous opportunity in the real estate market, as you've probably seen. But maybe you're stuck. Maybe you're looking for a way to fund an opportunity, a deal in front of you, a flip, or something you want to buy, renovate, and hold. Well, today we're talking to Jesse Bobrowski from Calvert Home Mortgages. He's the VP of Business Development over there. And we talk about some different strategies, some golden nuggets for you, things you probably haven't considered. Maybe you've got an opportunity. There's something, a distressed property right in front of you. You're looking at wholesale deals or whatever, but you're finding that you can't, as a young person, get into the market. Well, maybe there's an opportunity in here. In fact, there is an opportunity in here, a huge golden nugget from our podcast. Or maybe you're someone larger looking to scale, maybe get into more private lending, or you want to be able to leverage private lending to grow and build your portfolio. These are all subjects we talked about today on our show. As you're learning some stuff, don't forget to support your homeboy. Hit the like button, leave us a comment, and you can tag us at Watson Estates when you hit that share button. Enjoy the show. Jesse, thank you for joining us on the show. How are you doing? Hey, I'm doing well. I'm doing really well. Thanks for having me, Bradley. I know we were, we were connecting a couple months ago, and obviously the fall has been kept keeping you guys busy. So now we're recording this. We're in October and it's going to be released probably in the new year. So this could be one of the first couple of weeks of the new year as people are thinking about investing. I think it's a good chance for a different perspective on how to really grow your portfolio beyond conventional lenders. So I'm really excited to have this chat with you. Maybe you can introduce yourself to our audience uh, before we kick it off. For sure. For sure. Uh, again, firstly, thanks for having me and to the audience. Uh, thanks for listening. Hopefully we can, we can educate you on a few things that will help your business. So um, I'm Jesse Bobrowski, VP of Business Development with Calvert Home Mortgage. Um, Calvert Home Mortgage is uh, a short-term residential lender. And in Ontario, we are strictly focused on helping real estate investors with their flip and burr programs. Um, we offer a very low down payment product. Um, we also offer lower pricing product depending on the down payment structure. And, and really, our goal is to create an effortless experience for the personal and fi financial success of others. So you are investors, uh, mortgage brokers who we get the pleasure of dealing with, realtors, uh, podcast hosts, uh, whoever it is, our goal is really to... Uh, to do well by them uh, so, so they can in turn do well personally and professionally. It's funny right now, as I don't do much private lending personally, but obviously we talk with private lenders often, but uh, it's becoming a little bit of a sexy industry. Who, who would have thought that private lending would draw so much attention in, in a climate where interest rates are so, per, so low from a person, like as far as anyone's concerned. But um, there's definitely an opportunity for folks to partner with you there. Um, our audience, they span between, I'd say, kind of mid-age, um, either have investment properties in a portfolio and they want to grow and maybe diversify. But we also get young people who maybe are having trouble buying real estate, but there's definitely a platform to still invest in, in other ways. So today we're going to, like as you mentioned, we're going to talk about flipping and, and the perception of flipping, even my perception coming into this chat was you're going to get rid of it. A lot of people want to hold that asset. So it doesn't need to necessarily be sold, but having, having a platform to do that. I, I know you guys have done hundreds 
of uh, millions of dollars in, in funding for, for folks. So tell us, I guess, what does what is the ideal uh, flipper or person that approach you? What, what are you kind of looking for? And, and I guess on the, on the flip side, for someone who's going to, to reach out to your team, what should trigger the thinking, hey, we're, we're going we're gonna to go the private route on this one. This actually makes the best financial sense for us. Right. So, so what, what we're looking for is, is really um, a wide spectrum as it relates to experience. So we're fortunate enough to deal with super high volume flippers and people that are buy, renovate, um, rent and refi, the birth strategy. Uh, and we, we also work with people who are new to um, this type of investment or, or business as, as you call it. Um, what makes a successful flipper or burr is starting off with buying right. So you need to find the right property for you and for the plan. Um, once you have identified that property, you've probably uh, accomplished the hardest part of all of this, which is finding the property with enough juice, enough profit in it uh, for you to be successful. And then it comes down to the planning. What, what type of renovations are you going to do? What is your budget? How are you going to execute that? Um, are you going to sell? Uh, or are you going to re are you going to refinance it? If you're going to refinance it, uh, do you have the the right covenant for the banks to want to refinance it? So um, it starts off with buying right, then it goes into plan, then it goes into execution of that plan. What Calvert loves to do is help our clients with that plan. Again, some of the more seasoned uh, veterans that are doing you know, dozens of, of flips or burrs a year, our conversations will be more strategic uh, related to markets or property types or, or um, you know, how to grow their portfolio. Whereas our, our conversations with newer flippers are going to be more into the minutia, talking about where to find a renovator, uh, where to find these, where, where to find uh, the right purchases, um, markets that we're seeing being successful. So uh, we really have expertise that we want to pass along to our investors, uh, to our borrowers. And, and, and that can be, again, from, from, from the newest person to the most savvy person, we like to be involved in the process to help them uh, with their success. And, and I think um, just to kind of uh, support the point you just made, given the competition right now in the private lending space, people can be picky, right? There's a lot of people getting into this space and private lenders, the larger private lenders often will shy away from, from less seasoned investors. And so I think that, that that's an important point. And I was actually going to ask how involved you guys are. And it sounds like you're, you're right in the trenches with helping to develop that plan. So I guess it makes sense for people to reach out pretty early on especially as they're maybe running to different wholesalers or there's, there's opportunities that are off the cusp and um, they need to, they need to act quickly. Uh, so, so what is, so apart from helping with the plan, what do you guys look at as far as a lending criteria? So again, we start with, are you going to be successful? So we review the purchase price. Um, we, 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 we take a look at what's out there in the market, uh, ensure 
that the purchase is right. We look at your budget. Um, you know, if if you're a tradesperson, your budget is going to be a lot tighter and a lot more informed than if you're using a third-party contractor. Uh, if you're using a third-party contractor, we look to see does this make sense. Um, so, so we 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 first review the profitability by looking at the purchase price, the budget. We imagine what the property is going to be worth when it's complete. So after repair value, uh, Calvert employs um, uh, valuators who are a, mostly candidate appraisers um, that we have that in-house knowledge. And again, we're doing hundreds of these values every year. So we really know how to do an after repair value. So we'll look at what the after repair value is. Then we have an, uh, an analyzer tool that we share with all of our clients. Um, where you can plug in the variables of purchase price, renovation budget, time to renovate, um, and what you what the after repair value is. And with that, it will spit out your profitability. And provided there is profit, um, and usually we set a minimum target of $20,000, uh, we're gonna look to support you. We, we look at financing residential, uh, our bread and butter is four units and under, although we will go above four units, but our, when I say bread and butter, that's where we can provide the consistency of our offering, where we offer to do deals with as low as $20,000 down. So um, we, we review your profitability. If it's profitable, we look to proceed. We say, hey, Bradley, your budget here is 50 grand. It's gonna cost you about $20,000 uh, to service the cost, um, $70,000. Do you have that available? Is it through bank lines, cash on hand? So we want to make sure that you have the, the, the cash to execute. We don't look at GDS, TDS like, like the banks do. We look at, do you have the capital to execute your plan? If so, we're likely to be involved as long as the house meets our criteria and location is key for us. And it should be key for every flipper. Um, we want to see, we want to see flippers buying in more urban centers and we define urban centers as either, uh, towns of 10,000 or above. Um, if they're a city of 50,000 people or greater, we'll lend within 10 K of that. And if it's, if it's major cities of 10,000 or hundred thousand people or more, we'll lend within 25 K up, but really what what we really like to what, what we see our successful flippers doing is buying those homogeneous properties in major urban centers where there's a lot of data to support your comparables you know there's a strong market for it the more unique you're buying the less market the more variables the less certainty the more risk you're creating for yourself and in turn us as the lender so we want to see you know uh, cookie cutter properties in nice homogeneous neighborhoods where there's a lot of data to support your exit, whether that exit is um, a refinance or a sale. Yeah. I, I love the, uh, see, one of the things right now that's going on is we got stress tests, like you're, you're describing and, and um, things that are just seems to be creating a lot of barriers through the private lending space. People have, are able to overcome that until they can get the property to a position where it, where it's able to go to the conventional or the B lending side. But I love the concept that you guys, just much like the banks are in this kind of claim for the CMHC, the, the criteria is solid because 
you guys don't want to walk into a bad deal. And in turn, the benefit to the buyers, they also don't want to walk into a bad deal. So in that sense, you guys are partners. So it makes a whole bunch of sense for you, especially if you're willing to enter a market with, with less seasoned investors that you're going to want to hold their hand because you otherwise there would, you guys would be in the same position as every other private lender simply saying, no, it's simply not worth that risk. So how have you guys found the market? I know from where I'm sitting, um, I've got my thoughts on it, but I'm curious uh, on the lending side, how have flips been in Ontario in the last, uh, in the last year? So we, we entered Ontario back about 18 months ago and the market has been more or less great for flippers um, in terms of we, we look at supply, right? What is there for inventory? And there's low inventory, which when you go to sell, your likelihood of selling quickly and for market increases. Um, so that's one key indicator we look at. So it's good on the sale side. The problem is on the buy side, what we're seeing. So it's becoming harder and harder uh, as, 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 as in a heated market to find those good purchases. Because what, what you have now is usually what we see our flippers doing is buying, you know, rundown, um, real, a lot of deferred maintenance, houses that your mom, pop borrower who are going to buy and live in wouldn't even consider in a more stable market, right? Like, let, you know, if, if you have an even market, um, it's going to be easier for the flipper to buy. But now where you have a seller's market, there's these people who are buying it and saying, ah, you know what, we don't mind putting in the 30, 40, 50, $100,000 to make it our house. Whereas again, in that stable market, you won't have that. People will ignore those houses and in turn create the opportunity for the flipper or the Burr client. So the market is great on the sales side. It's a little bit more difficult on the purchase side, which is why it's so important to associate yourself with um, uh, people who are going to bring those opportunities to you or doing it yourself. Here's a side thought. I'm curious how many folks have considered private lending and getting into the market where they could not purchase real estate. Like I'm curious if the challenging part of getting into the market is a reason to push folks into the private lending space or if because of, I guess, in defense of the lenders, there needs to be a base, there needs to be some kind of portfolio behind. If there's simply, if that's not a transition that can happen, do you see anyone jumping from typical, like starting out, I'm talking like never owned real estate, wants to invest, but has 10% and a good deal. Does that ever happen or is that a little far-fetched? It does. And I'd like to see it happen more. So, so something that you said earlier about private lending becoming sexy, the reason it's becoming sexy is the bank's criteria is getting tighter and tighter. Yeah. Um, so as it like, like we, we are fortunate enough to deal with AAA lenders who, because of the properties they're buying, the banks don't want to touch them. They're just too far gone for deferred maintenance and the rest of it. So we help them with that, but also it is a great opportunity for uh, a new buyer to get into the market for an under on an undervalued property. So let's say for instance, you have um, you know, university grad who's starting his or her first job, uh, making $60,000 and buying, wanting to buy a bungalow in London, Ontario. Um, you know, that bungalow is probably going to cost for something that's done 800 grand uh, or more. 
the opportunity that I've seen executed is where um, they buy it, they, they, they buy a really rundown property for let's say 500 grand. Um, let's say they have $30,000 and the ability to renovate it. So they buy it, renovate it, increase the value right off the bat. And then maybe they house hack the basement. So they sweep the basement. And now you've created a lot of equity, you've created cash flow, and you've created a better story to refinance with your A or B lender. So you've created housing for yourself, you've created an income stream for yourself, you've created an affordable, affordable housing for your renter. So you, you're creating wins all around and in turn getting into your house and increasing your net worth and cash flow while you're at it. So we've I've seen some 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 newer investors doing it that way, especially the younger generation who is really interested in um, real estate investing. I think this is a really great way for them to do it. You surprised me with that answer. I thought you were going to say no. <laughs> <laughs> I love that that's a yes. I love it's a yes because it becomes an opportunity, something for someone to aspire to. You've got a dream, you've got a good property in front of you and a bit of money for renovations. And then there's a team there to support you and get you into housing, which would otherwise impossible. And, and I think that's, um, that's a new strategy. That's, a, that's an idea for young people. It really is. And uh, some, of my fav- some of our favorite flips have, have been that, or I guess in this instance, it would be considered a burr. And it works well. Um, I'll caution the audience that they need more than a dream. They need that solid plan. So when, <laughs> that's where you uh, come in. That's why, that's why they that's, call you. You help with that. Yeah. 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 That's where we come <laughs> in. Uh, but when I, when, you know, when we say solid plan, they need to take ownership of it. Uh, right. it it's, it's interesting. A lot of times what we see is uh, like 80% of our prospective clients won't own the process. They'll watch HGTV, they'll listen to a realtor, and they'll think everything is a money-making endeavor, yet not do the work to understand that there's analysis that needs to be done and a plan that needs to be put in place. And even sometimes when we review that with them, they're reluctant to take that step to dig in and do that last little bit of work to ensure their success. So, um, which is fine, because those, those individuals just weren't meant to be real estate investors and the 20% that are ready to dig in, understand that this is work and this is their money and future at risk. They're the ones that are wildly successful. So there's a ton of opportunity for individuals who, who want to treat it um, with, uh, with um, I guess, the respect that, that an investment deserves in order to be successful. What a tragedy would be if you had all the effort and ability to grab opportunities and off-market deals that are discounted and not have the follow-through. I guess that's a wholesaler. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, the wholesaler is excellent at finding the opportunities. They just don't I know. I'm just kidding. That's a joke. <laughs> yeah, I like it. So, what what type of properties do you got do you find have the biggest profit margins, the best opportunities right now um, in Ontario? So it goes back to the market, right? Like you want to be not only the market, like, like I threw out London for an example, right? Um, real estate is very localized. So even in London, you may have, you know, 90% of the neighborhoods are super strong in terms of, in terms of low inventory, high demand, uh, purchase prices usually at or above last. And then there'll be some areas that 
aren't aren't acting that way for whatever reason, for whatever micro or macro reason. So it's 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 understanding where you want to be and then digging in one step further. Okay, what type of property do I want to be in? Um, do I want to do a suited bungalow? Do I want to retrofit um, a, a, a triplex or a fourplex? Um, so we're seeing the best markets are the markets where, again, there is, there is high demand. You can, for what it, you can find, you can arbitrage a deal because the rest of the market doesn't want it. Whether it, again, um, just the property is too far gone or, ooh, there's a real opportunity to suite it and the market isn't looking at that or there's an opportunity to uh, create more units in it. So throughout Ontario, it's just finding the right city that you want to be in, the right market you want to be in, and the right product type. Again, uh, Bradley, we love four units and less. So we just find, we, we love that because usually there's less variables involved. You're not dealing with zoning. You're not dealing with how am I going, your, 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 your buyer pool is quite is larger yes. as you increase your units your buyer your buyer pool decreases which in turn um uh creates a little bit more risk because you just don't you don't have as much certainty on the market but also on the flip you know usually your budget is going to be um a lot less uh a lot less i guess in terms of size or in terms of scope, you're probably not going to be dealing with as much mechanical. You're not going to be moving walls, um, all that kind of stuff. So when you shrink your budget variables, you increase the likelihood of success. Is what we found in our in our 30 years of doing this. What what renovations do typically have the highest returns for for these types of projects? So typically, we're seeing primarily cosmetic. So when you can go in and and um, wall you know walls drywall paint flooring um uh, and execute quickly and move in and out that that usually drives success um other larger scale items are kitchen kitchen and bathrooms um, are huge uh to add value we're seeing some neighborhoods strangely enough where a curb appeal so exterior um work will add value uh, i i say strangely enough in that we hadn't seen that as much in Alberta. Um, you know, usually for, for let's say your typical thousand square foot bungalow in Calgary and Edmonton, you know, we might adjust $10,000 based on curb appeal, where in some communities in Ontario, it could be 30, 40, $50,000 adjustments, which um, if you can make that curb appeal pop with, with as little investment as possible, um, it uh, it can really bring up the value, and when when talking about what type of renovations make the product pop, um, think about the fact that you're building this for the market, not for yourself. Too often we see uh, flippers come in, especially the newer flippers, and they'll buy six dollar square foot hardwood where they could have got what looks very almost identical, a laminate product for $3 a square foot. And the market for the most part, isn't noticing that. Like your, your first time or your move up home buyers aren't really paying attention to that nuance. They're just looking at it. Wow, this looks great. And it's just that look and feel. And it's amazing how um, cost-effective products 
uh, look so great these days. Same as like even things like toilets, like uh, a $300 toilet versus a $800 toilet. They look the exact same. They function the exact same. Go with the $300 toilet. So be savvy when buying. Sometimes it's like bidets though. Fair <laughs> enough. But, but again, you're, you are, you are renovating for the market. So that's right. what is the percentage that like bidets? That's right. Not enough. So, so when we look at, um, for, for clients that you have there, where, I guess this is just a bit of a insight, where, where are they locating these properties? Where are they coming from that, that are discounted? So they're coming from, um, pre- predominantly off market is what we're seeing now in Ontario, just because again, where you have that imbalance and you have a seller's market, when something, when something goes on the MLS as a deal, it's quickly bid up to the point where it decreases profitability. Um, but we, we, we do see that coming back when you, when, when we come into a more balanced market, but it's definitely off market. And the way to get those deals is through wholesalers for sure. Um, research who the wholesalers are in your market. Uh, Calvert has a lot of those resources on our website. We're happy to pass that information off. Like um, we really build out educational tools for our clients to do better business. So our goal is to be on every wholesaler list as an option to finance and in turn, get our clients on every wholesaler list because that's where opportunities do exist. Yeah. Um, of course, there's the good old fashioned door knocking, flyer distribution, be your own wholesaler, identify, we talked earlier, identify a city and a market you want to be in and start knocking on doors, distribute flyers, put um, ads up, buy your house for cash. Those type of ideas often work, but we're definitely seeing in those heated markets, um, the off market approach being very successful. And that's through, through, through wholesalers, uh, through doing it yourself, um, even through other veteran flippers, uh, you know, with, with any business, the very successful people are often happy to mentor and help the next, the next generation, I'll call it. So if you can mentor underneath a really successful flipper, they may, they're probably successful because they found a way to hack and find so many off-market good deals. And they may, they may, we've seen the biggest flippers pass those, pass some of those off to uh, their mentees because they may not be able to execute all the deals that they're getting. So um, off-market wholesalers, doing it yourself and, and, and finding other industry experts that you can leverage. That's a goal. That's a golden nugget right there. That's awesome. Being able to, to reach out to, to folks that have that uh, portfolio already built. I love that. Okay. So there's obviously a separate side to what you're doing as well, where people don't want to flip, they, but they're, they recognize that you guys are coming into Ontario quickly and you're growing and there's a lot of opportunities for them to better use their money than, and to keep up with inflation, frankly. Um, so h- how does someone go about investing in mortgages through a Calvert? So through us, so maybe, maybe I'll, I'll start with kind of a, a broader scope on investing in mortgages in general, and then talk about us. Um, So from a broad scope, you can invest in mortgages either directly or through what we are, which is a mortgage investment corporation. Um, There's a lot of mortgage investment corporations out there. You'll wanna pay attention to, you know, things like what is their their lending criteria? Where are they lending? What is their loan to value? What are their default ratios? What are their historical returns? How long have they been in the market? 
Uh, a lot of a lot of mechs out there have been in the market for 10 years. Um, they've been lending into Ontario and BC. Ontario and BC have not seen any market disruptions. So as a lender, we can be brilliant when the market's going up because it's masking our mistakes. So you want to pay attention to stuff like that. You can also invest directly. Investing directly into mortgages, you really uh, need to be an expert in real estate to do so because you're tasked with doing your own due diligence. You're, you're contributing your money into one borrower and one property that it's backed by. So if something goes wrong, um, you're going to have to use your skill and expertise to get out of that. So that's for more savvy investors, the, the, the direct investing. Um, as it relates to Calvert, we, we are a MIC. So, so we, have a, we have a pool of private equity um, investors that have, that have put their money into our fund. And we, we lend that money out throughout the year, earning our income, paying our expenses. And then we net the proceeds out to our shareholders annually. Um, the shareholders that we accept are, are um, what are what are determined as accredited investors under the Canadian Securities Administrators. So we only work with people who um, accredited investor standard is you either earn $200,000 a year as an individual or $300,000 a year as a household or have net financial assets exceeding a million. So um, we believe that there is risk in, in mortgage uh, investing and we want to ensure that our clients have a level of sophistication to understand and handle that risk. So our minimum standard is that accredited investor. Um, we're looking for long-term shareholders. It's mostly what we've seen is, is, is higher net worth individuals um, and family offices that have invested in us. So families that are managing, you know, their own wealth of 10, $20 million. And they say, yeah, we want to contribute, let's say 10% of that to Calvert as an alternative uh, cash flowing real estate backed investment. And they give us, you know, two, $3 million uh, to, to, to put into our fund. So um, if, if, if any of the listeners are interested and do, do qualify as accredited investors, we'd love to chat with them. Um, again, there are multiple investment options for you. So uh, we're, we're, we're very clear on that and we're very, we're very transparent in, in how we work with our investors. They get to see our financial reports. Um, they get to see our 40 year history. Um, our goal is to return between eight to 10% annually. Um, our five and 10 year averages exceed um, uh, 10%. So we've been doing our job in that regard. And uh, we really treat our, our shareholder money as if it is our own because it is. Uh, our management team owns 9% of the fund. Uh, most of our most of our employees are shareholders as well. So we're all. What I love about our model is that um, we are all working together to see our borrower successful, and in turn us successful as as a MIC providing return to our shareholders. We're lending the money out as if it's our own because it is our own. Yeah, yeah, and and I guess to give some credibility there. So when someone is accredited, there's a lot of there's a lot of issues with dealing with investors who are not accredited with securities. So the fact that you guys have created that as a baseline, although it might seem like a nuisance or keeping people out, it is intentional and it it's a safety net for all those who, who participate in the mix. So 
I, I, I anticipate there will likely be folks who listen that will at least touch base with you, get to know a little bit more about your, your portfolio there. But uh, Jesse, where can people find you online or on social media if they want to follow along? So online, um, we are at uh, chmic.ca, so Calvert Home Mortgage Investment Corporation.ca. Uh, what you'll find there, again, is, is tools for real estate investors. There's a lot of uh, mortgage broker information that they'll find there. They'll find our contact information. We're one of the few mix that don't actively um, that don't actively solicit investment through our website. Uh, we leverage our network of, of high net worth individuals, investment funds, and family offices for that. So if you're an investor, you'll, you'll have to reach out directly. Um, online, uh, sorry, on social, we put a lot of effort and resources into our Instagram. Uh, so uh, like I said, Bradley, we'll, we'll, we'll make sure we properly um, introduce uh, this podcast to our audience. And on that Instagram, again, our goal primarily is to provide resources for our flipping and, and bird clients, uh, how-tos, future webinars, future podcasts. That's where they'll find that stuff. Um, me and all my underwriters are on LinkedIn. Um, we also have, have, a, have a Facebook page. And those are the primary ways uh, to get in touch with us. Awesome. Guys, I'm sure I know I learned some stuff today and hopefully this has been a good introduction to, to some of our listeners about how to approach flipping and some of the value you can get out of, of private lending. But Jesse, really appreciate you taking the time to join us today and um, maybe we'll see you again down the road. I hope so. My pleasure. <laughs>